Okay, so title of message today is strengthen your stakes. Come on, everyone say steak. <laughs> strengthen, not that kind of steak, but who does love a steak? Amen. And, but strengthen your stakes. And I got this out of a scripture, which is not my main scripture, but it is a, a great scripture in Isaiah 54 verse 2. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Strengthen your cords. Sorry, lengthen your cords. Here it is. Strengthen your stakes. I wanted to encourage you in 2021, I do believe it is a year to strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. When the wind blows, if you are setting up a tent, who likes camping? Anybody? Me either. And so if you are camping, what you need is you need good stakes in the ground because when the wind blows, when that comes through the campsite, if your stakes aren't deep enough, you and your whole family in the tent are going to go with the wind. And we got a world that is easily pushed to the left and to the right with the wind. Subjective truth, relative truth, here and there, everywhere. And there are winds that are blowing. And there are winds of the world. And then there are winds of God. And we want to be strong. We want to be solid. We want to be steadfast in 2021 so we are not shaken, not moved like a palm tree. In, in Psalm 92 verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Have you seen a palm tree in the wind? Anybody? You know, like in classic Hawaii or something, you see, see a palm tree and, uh, and the, the wind blows. And the, the palm tree, what it does is it bends with the wind, but it doesn't break. Because its roots are founded and solid in the ground. And so what happens when your roots are deep, you can rise tall. But as you rise tall, you can also bend with the winds. You can be uh, flexible, agile, not fragile. Who, who likes to stretch? Anybody like stretching? Again, me either. Okay. Who has a personal trainer? No, me either. And so when you are stretching, one of the things a personal trainer will tell you is you need to be agile, not fragile. And so stretching helps you stay agile so you don't break under pressure. And I believe God wants us to have our, our stakes in the ground so that we can be flexible above the ground and not broken in Jesus' name. So we're going to go to the book of James. Any Jameses here today? Hello, James. James, James. Okay, we'll pray for James. He comes next week. James, James, James. Here we go. James 1, 2-4, ESV version. And this letter was written by James, who was the brother, likely the brother, sorry, if it was James, we're not sure, but we do believe it was James who wrote this book because it is James, but he is the brother of Jesus and he's the leader of the church in Jerusalem, kind of started the church. It's, it's 40 to 45 AD, so 40 to 45 years after Jesus' birth. And so this book is written to the Christians at the time who are in facing the 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 persecution and poverty and like they've got the two Ps, we've got the third P, which is a pandemic, but they were facing trials, challenges. And James writes this book 
to likely this Jewish community who were under fire, under challenge. You know, sometimes when Paul writes his letters, you read a Paul, you know, like Paul the Apostle. Anybody know Paul? Paul the Apostle, he writes letters and he, he writes them and he always starts with introductory statements. How are you? You know, hi Cletus, hi Jane, hi Sarah, whatever. You know, he says hi to everybody and it's introductory. But James skips all of that. James gets straight down to it. In verse 2, he says this straight out of the blocks. He says, hey, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, When you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Everybody say steadfastness. Steadfastness. Turn to somebody and say steadfastness. 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 And let steadfastness have its full effect. Let it, you got to let it have its full effect that you may be perfect. Come on, who's perfect here today? Amen. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so I want to give you three thoughts that I think James is trying to help his readers with, and that's us today. I think number one, what James is trying to say in this scripture is that trials are not, sorry, trials are deposits, not withdrawals. Trials are deposits, not withdrawals. Withdrawals. This word count, when he says count it all joy, count it all joy, that word count is actually a financial term. It's an accounting term. So it is to actually count, to assess your situation and count it, put it in your account, take the deposit into your life from your trial. Count it all joy. Who, who gets really pumped when things are going bad? Anybody? This is what James is saying. He's saying when when you face challenge, when things are difficult, count it all joy when you meet trials. You will meet them. They will be on the journey. And it would be a false for us to stand up here and say, hey, when you start following Jesus, everything goes, goes perfectly well. When you, when you start following Jesus, you'll never have another challenge. Your life will be perfect. That would be a lie. In fact, sometimes when you start following Jesus, there are more challenges for following Jesus. And sometimes there are, there are difficulties in the face of following Jesus. But the difference is this, that every trial with God is always a deposit into your life, never a withdrawal. It is never going to take away. Jesus said it like this, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life to the full. What does a full life look like? Not perfect, not free from challenge, but a full life. Who likes, who likes adventures? You know, like, have you read The Hobbit? Like, so good. Have, have you watched Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings would be a terrible story if there were not trials and tribulations along the way. If there were not situations where Frodo and, and thank God for Samwise, his little pal, if they didn't have challenges, God wants you to have a full life. Doesn't mean easy, but it means full. Fulfilling that at the end of your days, you will look back on your life and see the hand of God 
all along. But it does mean that when you meet your trial, you should smile. It rhymes, so it must be true. When you meet your trial, remember to smile. Remember to say, thank you, God. There is something in this that is being deposited in my life. If you can see every challenge with this perspective, you will never lose out. You will never miss what God wants to do in your life when you see that your trials are not withdrawals, they're deposits. I've had many uh, situations and uh, with friends, I've had challenging moments with friends where I've lost friends, where I've had situations where I've had to make a really hard choice. And that's, that's difficult. Like anybody had any hard decisions you've had to make? Yeah. And they're hard. And just because you've got Jesus doesn't mean they're not hard. They can be challenging. But when I look back on the difficult situations in my life, you know what I realize? I realize that they are now, today, some of the best moments that ever happened to me. Because I got things from those times that I couldn't get any other way. Success isn't always the context where you walk away with something that you need. Sometimes it's trial. Sometimes it's challenge. But I'm so thankful to God for every situation that he's brought me through. I remember in our youth ministry, when I first stepped into overseeing our youth, there was a lot of disunity. There was a lot of moving parts and it was very disconnected. And I came into a situation that was very disunified. And maybe you can relate. Maybe you've come into situations where there's lots of division in a workplace, in a family, in whatever situation. But what I learned through coming into disunity was how to establish unity. And now because of that, we had to learn what disunity looked like so we could learn how to shape things into a unified culture, into a unified thing. God always wants to deposit something into your life, every challenge you face. Matthew 4, we read about Jesus. And Jesus, who likes Jesus? Anybody? Come on, you're alive today? Hello. Okay, okay. Jesus, great guy, our Saviour and Lord. He, he, he just got this moment, the moment of moments, Ben, the moment of moments where he is baptised. You know what baptism is? We're down in the water, comes up, out of the water. And as he comes out of the water, A voice from heaven, the voice of the Father says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And it's from that moment that Jesus starts to step into his ministry. But do you know what happens next? It says that God, in Matthew 4, you can read it, leads God into the wilderness. Why? To be tested. Oh gosh, thanks God. Thanks so much for that. The first thing, Before Jesus did anything, stepped into what God was doing, he had to go into the wilderness. Why? To be tested. Because there is a deposit. There was a deposit for Jesus in the wilderness that he couldn't get anywhere else. He could only get it under a trial. And so as he responded to Satan himself, Jesus walked out ready. 
Made ready. God wants to make you ready for 2021. So just because you're finding yourself maybe in a hard situation, do not read that as God leaving you. It might be that God is shaping you. God might be forming you. God might be testing you. Maybe there's some things that are testing your patience. Maybe you've got an attitude about some things. Maybe you're upset about some things. Maybe you're offended about some things. Let God work in the trial because he's going to give you something that is going to help you. God wants to help you, church. God wants to help you. But sometimes his help is within a trial. Jesus died on the cross, right? Good theology. Jesus died on the cross, but in that death was resurrection life. Death looked like a dead end, but it was really a doorway for humanity to find Christ. And so things in the way of Jesus always work like this. There is always resurrection in what Jesus is doing in your life. He is the resurrected one. And so if you will follow him, even into a dark place, even into a dead place, even into a hard place, even into a dry place, if you will follow Jesus into the challenge, follow him. If he's leading you somewhere difficult, follow him. If he's leading you to confront something, follow him. If he's leading you to forgive somebody, follow him. If he's leading you to repent of sin, follow him. Wherever he's leading you, follow him. Why? Because in that place, He's got something for you. He's got something for you that you can't get any other way if you follow Him. And so Jesus, even Himself, had to walk through the wilderness. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Trials are deposits, not withdrawals. Second thought today is that resistance builds resilience. James said that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. The testing of your faith produces something in you called steadfastness. And I've got to let you know, this is going to sound like heresy, okay, everybody? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you you ready? You don't look ready. Are you ready? On Zoom, are you ready? Put down the coffee, get ready. Are you ready? Come on. God isn't as invested in your situation as you think. The thing God cares most about is your faith in Him. Because if we look at God through the filter of my comfort is what He is here to bring. My situation being perfect is God's agenda in my life. If that is your filter on God, you will always be left wondering. But God's greatest purpose for you 
is that your faith in Him would grow. Not that your life would be perfect. Jesus said, in this life, guys, you will have trouble. You will. But don't worry. I have overcome the world. I am above trouble. I am above trial. I am above addiction. I am above cancer. I am above a pandemic. I am above. Jesus is above it. But He's so invested in your life, but it's not what you think sometimes. It's not always your situation being made perfect. Actually, the thing He is most invested in is your faith in Him growing. Because if your faith in God grows, you will have all you need. When it is all said and done, the evaluation of your life will not be things. And it will not be your situation. It will be your faith. And so let trials produce steadfastness in your faith. You gotta let them. How's everyone doing? You doing all right? You gotta let the trial. This is a harder message, but it's something I believe we need to hear for this year. We need to allow trials to make us steady. Resistance builds resilience. I think James is trying to say that you need to be resilient. And who knows, we got a lot, of, a lot of lack of resilience in the world today, right? To be resilient, God needs a resilient church. I, I cannot afford a fleeting faith that comes and goes. One day I have it on Monday. Oh God, I'm full of faith. Tuesday, I'm, I'm empty of faith. I need a resilient faith. I need a faith that can trust God when things are good and can trust God when things aren't. And this is what God wants to build in your life, resilience, that you can stand and be steadfast in the face of all sorts of craziness, that you can be strong and steady. And if you will remain, you will be fruitful. If you remain, you will see the harvest that God has for you. John 15, one to five, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain, here it is, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. It must remain. Remain in the vine. I'm telling you, we, we need more Romanians. Steadfast. The ability to stay. And I think in this year we're gonna need we're gonna need the ability to stay, to be patient. When I reflect on 2020, honestly. I thought it was going to be like this amazing clean slate. You know, like 2020's over, pandemic's gone, never again, bye. It's not quite like that. It's not quite what I was expecting. So we're going to need staying power. You know, like, like the best thing about marriage is, is not all the things that actually led to marriage. You know, like, oh, he's so, he's so hot. 
you know, like, wow, look at his muscles. He's so, man, he's so sexy. Oh my gosh, wow. Man, she's such a babe. Oh my gosh. And, and all these things. But actually, you know what ends up being the best thing? Is consistency. All the boring words. He comes home every day. He's got a job. Amen. He's kind, consistently kind. Talks well to his family. These are the things that actually give you a great life. And with God, the thing that gives you a great walk with God is not the the sugar high. The thing that gives you a great walk with God is that even under trial, you can remain. And I want to encourage you this year to remain. Let's be Romanians. Galatians 6 verse 9, ESV says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Okay, so you will reap in time if you don't quit. But if you are getting dumbbells and working on your biceps, going for a run, if you do that one time, it's not going to do anything. You got to go back. You got to go back to the Word of God. You got to go back to praying. You got to go back to the house of God. You got to go back to connect group. You got to go back. It's the coming back. It's the continuing. It's the constancy. It's the consistency that actually will reap the harvest if you do not give up. So church, do not give up. We don't give up. The road to resilience is resistance. And so I pray that we would embrace every bit of resistance. The last thing I want you to catch today is that as James is finishing in this passage, he says, let steadfast have its full effect that you may be complete, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What does that word perfect and complete mean? Together, it means maturity. Not that you're like this perfect person, but actually you are mature. You are whole. You have grown up. And the goal for us, third thought, is that we would be childlike, not childish. (laughs) Like, but aren't we meant to be like children before the Lord? Yes. Childlike faith and innocence of heart. But throwing tantrums? Like a diaper is fine when you're a baby, but when you're 40, come on, bro. God wants you to grow up. God wants me to grow up. Things that used to offend me. Okay, so the things that I used to get put off by, God doesn't want you to stay there being put off by the same things in 10 years. The goal is that the things that used to put you off, used to offend you, used to affect you, in 10 years don't. Don't even see the light of day in your offence scale. God is wanting you to grow. God wants you, when things are used to shake you, to grow into a place where your faith is unshakable. The goal is to grow, to be mature. And in God's kingdom, last thought, here it is. In God's kingdom, immaturity leads to poverty. 
But in God's kingdom, maturity leads to possession. So for you to really fully take hold of everything that God has done through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit to live a life, to follow Him, to walk in the ways of Jesus, for that to really take part in your life, it's going to mean you have to mature. And so God is a loving Father and He will prod you. You know, like a good dad doesn't just wash over things. He addresses them. And so if you feel God getting up in your grill, getting up in your business, speaking to you about things that you don't want Him to, that's a sign that He's helping you be childlike, not childish. And Jesus said it, Sorry, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Can you close your eyes with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to strengthen our stakes in 2021. Lord, we thank you every trial is a deposit, not a withdrawal. God, we thank you that resistance builds resilience. Lord, help us to smile and see the joy of every challenge that we face. See, Lord God, that you are working all things for good. And Lord, we pray, help us grow. Lord, we pray, God, help us not to be stuck on things we used to be stuck on. Lord, help us not to be caught up in sin that easily entangles, that used to get us stuck. Lord, let us be free from sin, free from old thinking. God, free from old obsessions, free from things that were keeping us in a place of poverty where we were not eating from the well and drinking from the well and eating from the Word of God. Lord, where we were starving and we had gone and left the house, Father, let us come back that we can grow in Your presence, be mature, steadfast, a ready remnant for a future revival, a ready remnant for a future revival in the city of Sydney. Oh Lord, we are a ready remnant. The few. A ready remnant for a future revival. God, what you will do in our city through C3SYD, we thank you, Father, it starts now. You're starting it now. Pray, Lord, let the call of God fall upon people here today. The purpose of God. In your presence, Lord, we lay down that which slows us down, that which easily entangles. 